Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Today we're talking all things round two and teamless Tuesday in particular. I'm joined by Daniel and Mooney. How are we, boys? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me. Very good, Bermo. Let's get into it. Yeah, very keen, gentlemen. Very keen. Another teamless Tuesday. All sorts of opportunities and excitement. Um, all right, now let's get straight into it. Thursday night, uh, big game, especially for your boys, Daniel. Uh, Para versus... Storm, um, just quickly looking through the team here, seems to be only one change for Para with Neocore coming onto the bench for Keegan Hipgrave. Uh, Storm, uh, 1-17 to from uh, from last week's team. What can we expect, gentlemen? And if I can get your thoughts first, what are we thinking? Uh, look, I'm, I'm honestly expecting much the same from the Storm. Um, I think you're going to have your usual suspects going going pretty big here. You know, your monsters, your puppies, um, probably your Nass as well. Um, I'm more excited to see how the people in the Parramatta team who didn't go overly big last week bounce back and play this week. You know, Nathan Brown's... Oh, Madison. give me some good news about Nathan Brown. Tell me he's going big. I need him to. Please tell <laughs> no, me. I reckon he'll confident. bounce back. It looks a little flat last week, I reckon. So I think he's going to be pretty big. He'll, um, he'll want to take it to these Storm forwards who are always, you know, the benchmark of the competition. So I think um, I think some of these forwards will go pretty big this week. Sean Lane, I think you'll see you'll see uh, him perform a little bit better as well. For your sake, Daniel, I hope anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly a little concerned uh, considering our slow start uh, in round one. Storm could come out and put on a first half route, uh, actually put on 40 points um, if we don't uh, come prepared because we looked very ordinary in that first half and l- literally it took the Rabbitohs one error for the Storm to score a try. So uh, considering we had, I think, nearly eight errors in the first half, that could be eight tries easily to the Storm. So we need to be very careful. That that doesn't happen again. Uh, I'm not too. Uh, I'm. I actually. I am a little bit worried about Nathan Brown. Thinking about it, he only got fifty odd minutes. I think uh, in round one, which is a bit concerning, considering he's normally up around sixty to sixty-five minute mark with the rotation normally. Um, as I mentioned in the last pod as well, I think he for me might be a trade this week. I'm still contemplating it. Uh, he's in my team at the moment, and I'm a bit worried. But um, yeah, I might wait till uh till right before this game to actually pull the trigger on that trade, but we'll see how it goes. But um, outside of Nathan Brown, I think Mitch Moses will probably have a similar game to what he had last week. He obviously had some attacking stats in that game, but he'll still average around that 50 to 60 mark. Um, Cameron Munster was a bit interesting, I think, because he only got around, what, the 55 with a... What, 54, yeah, 54 with a try. Yeah, exactly. A bit concerning, but um, hopefully you can get a 50 in just base stats. Uh, I think it was mainly because Jerome Hughes was doing a lot of the kicking, but uh, we'll see if that. Yeah, it's a little quiet in the second half once um, the storm. The storm didn't play the best second half of footy I've ever yeah. seen. So I think that their attacking stats dried up, and Cam Munster sort of stopped scoring a few few um, little tackles and kicks here and there. But I think if the storm dominate, um, especially in the for in the forwards and stop the Parramatta drive, that Mitch Moses' kicking meters will be off the chart. So I still expect him to go big, um, regardless of the score here. Yep, agree. Beautiful. Uh, boys, um, just a couple of quick things that I just want to get your thoughts on. Uh, Reed Marnie, do we think he keeps playing 80? Obviously, we can't expect 100 from him every week, even though you know, it might be nice for Reed Marnie owners out there. Do we Do we think, A, he keeps the 80-minute uh, the job, and do we think he's going to be in that top echelon again? What do you think, boys? He's, he's probably still going to play 75 to 80 uh, every week, just because Will Smith came on for like one minute at the end of last week's game. I expect it'll be something similar, except Will Smith will probably get a couple extra minutes. But even then, Mahoney was still on the field anyway. So I don't see him losing minutes. And even if he does, he 
probably won't lose too many fantasy points. That 100 was really a one-off for him. He'll average still quite high, like between your 50s to 60s normally. He'll probably hit around that mark, but I don't see him getting too many high scores like that. What do you reckon, Moon? Yeah, I, he won't be getting tons every week, and if he does, then get him in for sure. <laughs> but I, I don't understand the Will Smith um, pick on the bench here, especially if they're going to give him three minutes like they did last game. So I think that he'll probably come on for a few more, might play 10 to 15, especially if it's a tougher game. Um, and maybe Reed Money's looking a bit gassed. I think that they'll bring him on and maybe play the last 15 and Reed Money only play maybe 65. Um, I think that they're not going to they're not going to put Will Smith anywhere else because you know he's not he's probably not uh, quite ball runner to put him at lock or something like that. So um, yeah, that's where I expect him to go. And I think Reed's scores will probably drop to maybe the 50. He's a bit of a work he's a workhorse Reed. So I think that his uh, his scores will still stay up there, but you know, probably going to have a lower ceiling if he loses minutes. Uh, fair enough. And uh, just quickly, uh, Nash, do we think he's only going to play around that 40-minute mark again? Because obviously he finished on 34 last week on a pretty pretty dominant display from the Melbourne forwards, but he still only managed 45 minutes and 34 points. Are you you're concerned if you're a NAS owner? What are you thinking? Oh, he probably shouldn't be a NAS owner, let's be real, especially with uh, Dal Finucane coming back and taking that lock roll off him. So... Uh, if you're a NAS owner, no, look, I wouldn't be too worried. Look, he's clearly a uh, the better lock based on the bench forwards. Um, uh, I don't know, don't know how they'll play him. Some last year, he's you saw him play, you know, sixty minutes a lock, and he was scoring maybe seventy points. So, who knows with NAS? What do you reckon, Daniel? Yeah, you probably don't really want him in your team with uh, Finucane coming back in what a month's time. Uh, he got thirty-two actually on the weekend, which is yeah, with those minutes, still not good. You probably want him going at a, a point per minute. But um, if you do have him, I think he's a he's a trade-out, to be honest. So I'd probably go someone uh, around that mark that's a bit cheaper, someone like your, oh, probably a Joe-O or a uh, Armour wasn't looking too bad either. Um, you know, there's a couple of players around that four to 500 mark that are probably going to be scoring higher than him and will make a bit more cash. So probably a, a best to downgrade. Nas. Um, Armour's yuck, but... Oh, yeah. that's a big call. Um, the old bench forward. He actually Huge wasn't call. too bad. Yeah, his base stats were around 40 points um, in 45 minutes, so he's, he wasn't too bad, even with the try. Uh, just saying, there's other players out there. doesn't need to be... Yeah, bench forward. I reckon Moon said it best in the last one with, with Daniel Alvaro. That's all I'm saying. It's exactly the same echelon of player. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. All right, boys, let's talk... Uh, Knights and Warriors. We'll go through the Warriors really quickly. Basically, the only changes everyone's probably seen now, you and Aiken out for what is probably three to four months. You're going to have to have surgery on an ankle. Uh, Adam Pompey comes in. Uh, other than that, team is as uh, as last week uh, as well. Uh, Knights, we've got basically one to 17. Obviously, there are some injury concerns uh, around uh, Kurt Mann, uh, with his knee, Brabham Best with an ankle, and then, um, yeah, that, those are the injury concerns. But they've both been named, so, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, boys, talk me through your thoughts on the on the Knights vs. Warriors. Um, Many of you far away. Um, yeah, look, I haven't got too many of these Warriors blokes in my team anyway, but I think their scoring is going to be... Going to be much the same. Uh, I think it'll it'll be a reasonably high scoring match. Um, I think um, 
you'll probably see people like the Warriors halves. I kind of rate the Nikarima Harris Tavita um, combo this year. I think that um, they could be pretty solid. Harris Tavita got maybe a fifty odd last week, so that was kind of that was solid. I don't know what he's priced at, but could be a sneaky point of difference if he's going to score fifties every week and make some cash for you. But I'm big on Fanul Blake. I've said this several times, and I think that he'll be big this week um, again. Um, otherwise, your usual suspects are going to be pretty good. Um, Tohu Harris. I think that uh, if Kurt Mann doesn't play, though, it's only going to be good things for uh, Connor Watson owners, um, which is a lot of people these days. So um, I think they expect that Phoenix Crossland will come on and play six, and then Connor Watson can maybe stay around that lock role. Um, but I don't know whether they'll do that or if they put Connor Watson at six and then bring, bring Phoenix Crossland onto the bench and maybe rotate out Jaden Braley. Um, yeah, not sure what they'll do there. What do you reckon, Daniel? Uh, yeah, look, I'm not too concerned about the Knights team. I think it's going to be much the same based on last week. Um, you know, they're, ve- they're a very forward dominant team with Clemmer and Safidi. I don't see them getting, well, Clemmer will probably get his usual score about the 60 mark, but I don't see Safidi scoring two tries again. That's for sure. Um, but he'll they're still not make... going to play the same minutes. So do you reckon? Oh, see, I think they are. I think the Knights are moving towards that, um, that the, especially their forwards, the big minute forwards, um, really. Clemmer was averaging around the 65 to 70 minute mark anyway last year. So he could still be hitting those kinds of minutes. And Daniel Safidi, yeah, I, I don't know. He had a huge, huge second half um, and he played 60 odd minutes, I think, as well. So he normally doesn't play 60 minutes. I think he was playing boosted minutes because of some of the um, issues with the in the team. But um, he might play maybe 45 to 50 like he normally does. He might play as much as 60. But uh, generally, most of these, their forward pack play big minutes, but um, probably not the same amount of minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I'm more concerned of the, well, not concerned, but I'm more interested in the Warriors team, really. Bailey Sirenin came out as an interesting pod at his price. Uh, last week, He even though he scored a try, he was scoring at about a point a minute until he came off with a HIA. Uh, I think he only ended with 49 minutes and scored 62 points, which is huge as well for an edge forward. And he was looking like playing just about 80 uh, while he was on the field, although we didn't get to see that second half rotation because uh, Murdoch Masilla came on. Uh, as well, so I'm not sure what their rotation is going to be. He's probably a wait and see this week, but he could be a potential buy at that price of I think about 450, 460k. Very awkwardly priced. Yeah. Yeah, but if he's going to score 50, 60, he's not uh, not terrible. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Bailey, interesting. Uh, boys, uh, Connor Watson named to start at lock. Obviously, Adam O'Brien tried to do the dirty, tried to deny the people the feast for the eyes that is Connor Watson. Uh, do we think he gets the he gets the start this week, or are they going to do a late change again? What do you reckon, boys? I think they'll probably do a late change. Yeah, I think it's going to be a a, a late switcheroo. The old uh... God, wake up, Adam O'Brien. The people deserve to see Connor Watson running out of the tunnel, probably leading the boys, probably leading both teams. Doesn't matter. Can do what he wants. <laughs> wake yeah. up, Adam. Have a think. If only he gets uh, more minutes. What did he get? Fifty four last week, or around the fifty mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah fifty four. I think. Yeah. No, I think it'll depend on what happens with Bradman Best and um, Kurt Mann. They could could shake things up a little bit with Connor Watson and his minutes. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, a lot, lot of, lot of backup um, backline options for the Knights as well. Depending on how they go about it, Shibasaki and all that sort of stuff as well. If um, Bradman Best is out, but uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, all right, boys. Any other thoughts on that game? No, I think it'll be a very interesting game, very high scoring. I think it's going to be a good game. 
don't know. Yeah, very... lots of points looking like in this game. Yeah. Yeah, big, oh, actually, you know, boys, I do want to get your thoughts quickly. Uh, RTS, obviously, it was a stop-start game last week, so we couldn't really get into it, given given that it was the 20-minute the sort of rule there uh, in the uh, on the weekend. What, what do we think about RTS? Pretty pretty low scoring by his standards. Was it probably just a one-off, or what do you reckon, boys? Yeah, that's a that's definitely an outlier. He'll he'll bounce back. I uh, don't know if it'll be this game, but he'll still be averaging around the 45 to 50 mark, so he's not a he's not a worry. Yeah, he does tend to have a few lowish scores every now and then, but normally bounces back pretty well. So I'm not too worried by that if you're a Roger, Roger owner. Um, and if he does keep having underwhelming scores, I think that's only more enticing to get him in because his price will drop and he'll be very juicy if he drops below 600000 So Yeah, prime for the picking at that point. Yeah, I agree. Beauty. So you're hoping Roger fails. Fair enough, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on to Titans versus Broncos, uh, Queensland Derby there. Uh, Philip Sammy comes in for Brian Kelly, got a fractured hand. Uh, Dave Fafita did mention that he had a, an ankle infection in the post-game chat, but uh, he'll be ready to go. Um, and then for the Broncos, uh, otherwise obviously the team's the same for the Titans, uh, then for the, uh, for the Broncos, Xavier Coates had that nasty fall onto his neck, um, scoring a try, but he's uh, been cleared of any sort of damage. Uh, John Asiata, same. Um, Matt Lodge wasn't, though. Wasn't so lucky, unfortunately. Uh, Hammy gone for two to three weeks. Um, so Thomas Flegler comes in for him. Reese Kennedy joins the bench. Uh, boys, should be a very interesting game. A lot of, uh, lot of hot prospects in, the, in this game um, that, uh, you know, that, that people are pretty keen to see. What do you reckon, boys? Yeah, lots, far of, away. yeah lots of mid-rangers here that... Um... I'm very interested to see if they can bounce back uh, from a oh, cheapies and mid-rangers, uh, hoping hoping will bounce back from a kind of average performances last week. You're looking mainly at yeah, Jordan Ricky on an edge for the Broncos and Tino at lock for the Titans. Tino, I'm not too worried about. He had a lot of um, errors and missed tackles and penalties against him. So in terms of base stats, he should bounce back. He should probably hit around a 50 even with the... Uh, with a couple of um, demerits to his name, he should still be scoring quite well. Um, just, I'm just happy he got minutes. That was the main thing I was looking for. He got 64 minutes, I'm pretty sure, for the Titans last week. So uh, as long as he gets those minutes again this week, he should be hitting a 50, as long as there's not seven missed tackles again. Uh, and for the Broncos, the same same for Jordan Ricky as well. He had a lot of missed tackles last week as well. So hopefully uh, his base stats shine through and he doesn't have too many demerits as well and uh, gets the full 80 again and hopefully scores around the 40 mark. What do you reckon, Moon? Yeah, I, I agree on all those points. Um, Anthony Milford was the other one who's had, I think I read that he was a career-high seven missed tackles as well and still got a 52. So I think that um, he could be... He's one that I'm very interested to see this uh, this game because this is one that the Broncos could very well win and dominate if they um, if if they start early and start off where they left off um, last week. But I'm also... There's a few other points that I would like to raise. Um, intrigued to see how Jamal Fogarty goes as a cheeky point of difference half option because if he gets base stats in 50 to 60, that's unreal and he is looking very good um, if you can get him into your team, if you can work him in there because he's going to see a price rise go through the roof and he's only priced at maybe 650 at the moment. He seems so. to be doing all the kicking for the for the Titans as well. So yeah, I like that shout as well, man. Doing everything. Um, and I really like that option if, if he can Keep those. If he's got a, a really high floor, then he'd be someone that I'd be looking at. Um, AJ Brimson was 
very quiet last week for me, uh, much like RTS. So I think that you'll see him bounce back and have a big impact in this game as well. Um, and Jakey Turpin, um, for me, I am watching, see how he goes. I'm very tempted to see if I can bring him in this week and, and get him on my bench. Um, they're persisting with this, um, this four forwards on the bench. So if he's going to keep playing 80, um, he's looking like a good option. Likes to be busy, Jake Turpin. So likes to be involved in everything. So I think that he could be someone that you might want to get in as well if you can afford him and get him onto your bench. Um, price at 500 or so K. Um, but yeah, Paddy Carrigan as well in trade to his minutes. I think he's probably going to play 80 again as well. Yeah, beautiful. Um, boys, any other thoughts on uh, on that game? No, I think that could also be very high scoring. I think yeah. it'll be a good one. And Dave Fafita maybe plays 80 this week, hopefully, after he's got a game under his belt. So could even uh, could see him bump up again. Yeah, 60 and 70 minutes, you know. We could, uh, yeah. we could see an extra 5, 10 points there. Um, yeah, probably, probably about the same. Yeah, so that, that'll be Got a point to prove against his old club. Yeah, I think so too. I think, yeah, I think that's going to be a, a big talking point as well. Um, so it's going to be a cracking game, I reckon. I think it's a, yeah, not, not a bad round of footy, I reckon. Um, all right, moving on to the next game. We, uh, I'm not as excited about this game. I don't think it'll be as close. Dogs and, uh, dogs and Panthers. Um, dogs, uh, Jeremy Marshall King returns from a foot injury. Uh, Brad Deeds drops out of the squad. Uh, Raymond Fatal and Mariner promoted to the starting squad, and Waddell, Corey Waddell goes back to the bench. Um, Panthers are 1-17. So, yeah, unlucky Bulldogs. They are 1-17. Uh, boys, what do you reckon? Uh, Mooney far away. Um, look, I'd really like to see the Dogs actually not get 40 put on them here. I think that you might see the likes of Jake Avrilo running the ball a little bit more if it's a dry game, which I'm for the love of God, hoping he does. Um, Willing it into existence, baby. Willing it into (laughs) existence. It's happening. Law of attraction. Yeah, and I'd kind of like to see uh, Corey Allen out of his shell and actually, you know, involved. um, Click with Kyle Flanagan and Jake Avrilov as well. And um, maybe, I think that maybe Jeremy Marshall King needs to get in there and start over Sione Katoa. Uh, I think that Jeremy Marshall King offers a little bit more around the middle um, and seems to scoot a little bit more out of dummy half and can set things up. Really like the move of uh, Fatala Mariner starting. Um, and I think yeah, of course you bloody do. To... You've got him in your draft league. <laughs> You're a bad <laughs> man. <laughs> You're a bad man. Don't mislead the people like that. It's selfish interests. <laughs> he was good. he was good when he came on. He was so good. Plus my boy Adam Elliott's gonna gonna turn up again. So um, oh, fantasy goat Adam again, Elliott. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I'm very intrigued to see this game. I, there's no point in even talking about the Panthers. They're all going to be weapons, and um, they're all going to score very similar. Nathan Cleary, I think that you'll see him score big again here. He's not bad at footy, uh, that bloke, that Nathan Cleary. No, nah, he goes all right, He's doesn't bad. he? <laughs> you know, he might, might, might be a goer here. I reckon you're right there, man. Good analysis. Yeah, I think um, James Fisher-Harris will probably score better than what he did last week as well. He was he was good, but average for, for what I thought he was going to be. Um, I think he'll be bigger. Yeah, a lot of people. Daniel, what do you reckon? Yeah, a lot of people concerned about Coruscant as well with his low score, but uh, he got taken off because of an injury concern. Don't worry about him; he'll be back and he'll be scoring uh, big again this week. Uh, especially with the Bulldogs forwards, that he'll be scooting around, making plenty of tackle busts down the middle. Uh, other than that, Mooney, you've basically covered it. Uh, Paul Momorowski looked a, a cheeky pod uh, at centers. Not a lot of people had uh, Momorowski in their team. Uh, if you did get him, congratulations! You are one of the very few that did. He's probably the best center out of those cheap ones around the the price point of Jack Bird and uh, James Roberts. So well done. 
Um, I was looking to pick him up this week, but I have bigger problems in Corey Allen in my team. I think um, the way the Bulldogs played last week, it looked like Kotrick was doing a lot of the work and Allen was just being a passenger to him. So I think Allen is almost a sell uh, at this point and probably the weakest part of that Bulldogs team. What do you guys reckon? One game of footy, I reckon. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to lose a friend of the show here. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I got, look, I'm going to be honest. Terrible. I did... I, I did. I, I got it. I got him out of my side. I got to be honest. I didn't love what I what I saw on the weekend. I got I got nervous and I got I got rid of him. I just yeah. Sorry, sorry, Corey, if you're listening, you probably are. Who are we kidding? Look, he, he looked. Uh, he did look good for the Rabbitohs when he played at fullback for those couple of weeks that Latrell was out. Uh, but it doesn't look like he's given that same license here at the Bulldogs. It looks like he's kind of being told to not get involved as much and to be more of a floater around the. He struggled under the high breaks. ball as well. Yeah, he, he was just in, looked a bit yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, I, just, yeah, look. I think if you've got bigger issues, then sort them out first before Corey Allen, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Big call. He's probably That's one of what, oh, we're, not, we're not all as perfect as you, Lachlan. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Kind of like perfect round one teams. Far out. Yeah, far out. Oh. Perfect round one teams doesn't set a cap. <laughs> still beat me. Yeah. <laughs> still beat me. Stop look, bringing no, it Corey... up. Corey Allen's coming into a new team here. I think that he's only going to get better. So, look, he might lose a little bit of money, but I'd say keep the faith. Um, he'll he'll bounce back. Okay. All right, fair enough. Maybe in my opinion. Uh, just a couple other talking points uh, here then. I guess um, there's a few interesting scores from last week. Jake Avrilo with only a 20. Uh, I still think he's probably going to get higher than that. That's probably his... Floor maybe against the Panthers he goes a little bit lower depending on how well the Panthers speak it into existence. No, I love it. Speak it into existence. (laughs) He he will do better than a twenty most weeks. Um, I guess he's uh just struggled last week and he's going to be playing the Panthers this week, so might be a bit of a struggle again, but should still be fine. Uh, Spencer Lenny off the bench for the Panthers looked very very dynamic when he came on, scored a, a cheeky forty. Um from, I think, about 40 minutes. So he's running at about a point a minute. Looks a very good cash cow if you do have him in your team and looks like a potential buy option this week as well if you've got the cash and the space for him. Yeah, I agree. Just quietly, like very good math from you there, Daniel. 40 points in 40 minutes is a point a minute. Well done. Love that. <laughs> I'm very All impressed. In my head. No? All in my uh, head. You know, sometimes that goes under the radar here how good you are at maths, but uh, don't worry. <laughs> I've, I've got your back. Thanks. No worries, mate. Here to support. Um, all right, boys. Uh, Okay, again, could be a, a bit of a gap job here. Seagulls and Rabbitohs um, might might be a bit of a lopsided clash again, but let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, Seagulls, uh, Andrew Davey and Jack Gajewski make uh, basically they're just swapping uh, Davey into the starting side, Gajewski onto the bench. Um, Tavita Funa loses his spot uh, to Cade Cust. Um, that's pretty much it for the for the Seagulls side. Um, Rabbitohs, uh, Josh Mansour has been dropped, and Sam Dunham's favourite player, his his big hope, his big prediction, Jacob Host has been dropped out of the seventeen. Um, so Jackson Paulo comes in for Mansour, and Keon Kalamatangi comes in uh, uh, into the starting side uh, on the back row. Uh, Tommy Burgess was cleared of uh, any serious injury. Um, he has been named. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how that plays out as well. Um, Patrick Mago looks to be on the bench as well. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Come kick off. But uh, boys, give me give me your thoughts. 
Daniel, you, you Daniel, let you take yeah, Daniel, you yeah there's there's a lot here. Uh, so as we we're saying uh, in the review um, a couple of days ago, Colin Matungi looks an absolute treat in the starting squad now for the Rabbitohs. He could uh, make a lot of cash there as long as he holds that spot. Um, I guess I wouldn't pick him up this week just in case. I would probably hold off on that, but he looks like he might be a, a potential buy option in the next week or two if you can get at least 50 minutes in that uh, edge spot. Davey coming into the starting squad as well. Gajewski did have an okay first half, was running at about a point a minute for about 20 minutes and then uh, fell off the face of the earth. It's like he was doing nothing for the next 60 minutes. So, um, yeah, Davey came on and looked very, very good against the Roosters, I think, um, considering how on the back foot the, the Seagulls were. So he looks like a potential buy option as well if you've got the cash. Uh, there was a few players that obviously had rough games in the, the Seagulls lineup considering how good the Roosters were, uh, talking about your Dylan Walkers, your DCEs, uh, your Marty Tapows. There was a Just lot the of, whole Manly team, yeah, really. Look, you I named them 1-17. Yeah, there's a lot of missed tackles, and you, it's it's very hard against such a good Roosters outfit to um, take all those scores on um, a round one like game, especially where they were just, just outpaced in every single way. Um, but there are a few shining lights, like the Andrew Davey and the... Um, Kate Cust on the bench now as well. I think you've got to be very cautious if you picked up Lachlan Croker, like a lot of people did, including myself. I think he's probably got to be um, losing a lot of minutes and potentially should have everyone should have him on the emergencies in their squad. If you do have him, he might be a sell uh, in a week or two. Uh, yeah, there's a couple other talking points. Moon, you can take it. Um, yeah, look, from Souths... Um... I don't know about Kalumatangi. I think he might be a little bit of a trap. I think he's kind of priced a little bit awkwardly as well, especially if you don't really know what they're going to do. Um, and Davey's much the same. I think he was priced at around the 350 mark. Um, yes, he looked good. Um, yeah, I don't really know what they're going to do. If, if he plays a bad game, do they just drop him then for Jack Jusevsky and do they just bring him straight back into the starting squad? And likewise, a Kalumatangi um, host. Like, it seems, seems risky to me. Um, so I would steer clear of all of the above personally. Um, but if you've got the cash and you're willing to take a risk, then go for it. Um, for me, I am hoping Cameron Murray bounces back. I know he's in quite a few teams. Um, as that, as that Julie, I think he's going to be pretty good though. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Benji as well. I think they might play in the same as what they did last week. Um, and it seemed like there was too many cooks at some stage. Um, very messy. Very, very messy. Yeah. Speak, speaking of cooks, though. that uh, yeah. yeah. Also, I know a lot of coaches are hoping that Damien Cook bounces back. And I know, Tom, you have... Oh, I think you've given up on him, haven't you? Oh, I, I, I didn't actually have him. That was the whole thing. I never... I didn't I didn't want to roll the dice on him. I, we, had, we had some chat about it, and I just... Daniel made some really good points about the bunnies forwards having a tough old tough old time, and I, you know, it's what I admire a little bit. I'm just not convinced that Damien Cook's going to have you know an easy breezy year with the with the if the bunnies forward pack don't don't produce because it was a pretty rough night. Again, it was against Melbourne, so you, you never know. But yeah, I, I'm just worried that Cookie isn't going to get that front foot sort of play week in week out to justify the price tag. To be honest, so that's that's what worries me. Yeah, look for me, I'm hoping that. Unfortunately, and sorry to all the people who have him, that he has a few bad rounds, you know, the next five or six weeks, and then he'll be looking juicy at, you know, he'll probably drop a couple of hundred K, uh, and he might be priced around 700 mark, and I think he's probably a go then if he gets that cheap. Um, 
no, he's he's too good a player to keep down for the whole season, and I think he'll still average he'll average higher than thirty five, thirty seven, whatever he scored last week. Um, it was very ordinary. Oh, so. I think so too. I think so too. Just just for the price tag for the for if if yeah. for me personally, I'm not a hundred percent sold. I, that's where I, I just don't want to spend my money there. If you're sold on him, go bananas. But yeah, I'm just yeah, just worries me. Yeah, look, I think that um, most of this South team is going to score reasonably well, though. Latrell, I think that he's probably going to be... He was a cut-price keeper at the start. So if you can get him in now, then seriously get him in. Um, otherwise, take your punt elsewhere and um, hope that someone else goes big. You know, your Corey Allens or whatever, who's probably almost priced around the same or was almost priced around the same. Another, um, but otherwise, that's probably all my talking points. Well, I was going to say another talking point is Jaira, right? Scored big. Oh yeah. Bank. Um. Still a Do bit you bring him in though? He's six six thirty maybe. K. I think he made thirty k this week. Yeah. So he's currently six thirty six k. Uh, he made about twenty k. Oh, Nineteen to be exact. Um, scored seventy four points from forty nine minutes. Even though most of those are in base stats, it's still but 45 minutes is a, a very small amount of minutes to be playing, and he's not going to get through that much work every week. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm, that he's it's hard to get know. into your team. You're either dropping someone who's you've got in your team as a gun, who's priced around the seven eight hundred k for him, or you're upgrading from someone who's down at the four hundred thousand mark, who's like your mid range that you want to that you want to get up to someone like yeah. Um, Jaira. The, the only way I would bring Jaira in is if I had someone like Brandon Smith in my mids. Um, because I'm not sold on Brandon Smith, and I think that he'll only lose money. I would downgrade him to a to a Jaira who's likely to make a little bit more cash, especially with a low break even the next coming weeks. So Jaira is just too hard to get into the squad for me, unless you started with him. Um, yep. And if he did, good for you. You're among the few that did. Brave man picking up a, a bench forward. Bench forward, but it's paid off. Yeah. <laughs> it's paid dividends. So. Either that, or you just did your team early and forgot to change it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, no, it's tactical. It's tactical. <laughs> just did it. Just did it in did the team in February and then forgot to look at the team list. Um, yeah, it's all well uh, good to say get him in, but I think he's just a hard, very hard man to get in at the moment. Yeah, I just, so I just so. want to bring something up with you boys really quickly. Um, so I, I personally, I've got Adam Reynolds in a in a couple of leagues now. Benji coming on really throws a spanner in the works for mine. And I don't know if, if Cody Walker owners might be feeling the same sort of nerves as well, but I don't know. Benji seems to cluster up that sort of playmaking, especially in that 10, 15, 20 meter zone. That doesn't seem to be a, a lot of direction. They link up nicely and that sort of stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just worry that, uh, that uh, the, the bunnies halves and in particular, Adam Reynolds might be losing points as a, as a, as a part of that rotation because Reynolds didn't even crack the 40 mark. But uh, yeah, so that, that just worries me a little bit. I just want to get your boys thoughts on that. Yeah, so um, Reynolds still had a lot of kick meters. So he Marshall didn't really take any kick meters off uh, Reynolds at all, but he did kind of take a bit of that ball playing off him a little bit. Although when Marshall was on the field, it didn't look like they were really together, the Rabbitohs, in all honesty. I don't think it's going to affect Adam Reynolds' points long-term. He still had a huge base um, of points uh, to go off Adam Reynolds. He probably had about 35 in... Uh, base stats so he should still average okay he just got no attacking stats to speak of that game so i would still if you have adam reynolds he's a hold um but he could 
be a potential sell depending on how this rotation with Marshall goes. But um, yeah, you can't really predict that from one round, especially against a, an absolutely dynamite storm. Yeah, I think Benji sort of also takes away a little bit from Cody Walker's creativity. I think that he, Benji looks like he wants to run the ball a lot and, and create on a heap rather than settling down as he number seven and not do a heap sort of running. Um, I think that the person that does help maybe a little bit is possibly the trail if he's sweeping around the back um, and maybe your, um, your defensive line's looking at someone like Cody Walker who's maybe the next man in from from Benji um, and they play at the back or someone to a, um, to a Latrell. But I don't know. I, I don't really know how this is going to work out for them long term, the Bunnies. So I don't know if it's, a, if it's something that will happen all season and if it does... Oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's got it's got me a little nervous. I must admit, I can, yeah, I can. I can, it's it seems to be an experiment for mine, and I just I don't know if it's going to pay off. Um, yeah, they've bought him to stick him in there somewhere, and it looks like they've just chucked him in, and we'll see how it goes. I suppose I suppose a game against Melbourne's always going to be tough with anything sort of new in terms of a spine combination. But I think I think a game against Manly. No disrespect to the Seagulls, but it could be a get right game for that spine. To be honest, they could they could take mm-hmm. a lot of confidence out of this. That'll be interesting. Alrighty, boys, moving on to the most important game of the round because it's a Cowboys game. Uh, believe it or not, we're, we're going 1-17. to 17. We are this, We're the same as last week, gentlemen, because it, it worked out so well for us. Um, Dragons. <laughs> just going to move on. Um, Dragons. Uh, Corey Norman comes into the side um, and Adam Clune drops out of the side. Uh, Cody Ramsey made it through to selection with that, with that angle injury he picked up, but he has been named, so we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, Mooney, give me your thoughts on uh, on Cowboys versus Dragons. Um, yeah, look, I think it could be an interesting team. Um, I reckon there's going to be lots of points in this game, which will be good to see. Um, from the Cowboys, it's as nice as I can be, I think. Yeah, be nice. Wise, tread, tread lightly. <laughs> I think fantasy-wise, um, slim pickings. I think Michael Morgan will be consistent, um, which makes him, you know, pretty cheap and, um, you know, around that 500k where he's priced. Uh, otherwise, it's probably about where it stops fantasy-wise. Unfortunately, Lolo's not going to be there, so um, I think I think he'll be better than last week, but um, still probably not where he should be at you know eight hundred thousand. Um, Dragons, however, have a few juicy picks um, who I think are going to be good for this year. Um, first, first of all, uh, Daniel Alvaro. Um, I did mention that I reckon that he's going to be pretty good, and he backed up with a 40, I think 40 and 36-odd minutes. So he didn't get heaps of minutes, but scoring better a point per minute. So um, I think that's that's very enticing. I think he had maybe 35 tackles or so for that 40 as well, so no attacking stats. Um, so I reckon he, cause he's got some cash to make. Um, but the question I've got for you boys is, does the introduction of Corey Norman to this team um, help them become a better team than what we saw against the Sharks? I think it. Uh, I think it does help them. Uh, I think they'll play a bit better. Like Ben Hunt and Matt Dufty had a few good combinations um, going there, and they the edges looked quite good. It's just um, I think defensively through the middle they just weren't as solid as they should be. So I think adding Corey Norman won't hurt their backing opportunities. But um, even then, I mean they're not going to be probably a top eight contender this year. I don't think. What do you reckon, Bermo? I don't know. I thought they played pretty well against the Sharks. To be completely honest with you. I, I I think Normie provides something. I mean, Clume. I'm not. I'm nothing against Adam Clume, but I just. I don't know. I just think he 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 might give something. You know, so it takes a little bit of the pressure off Benny Hunt. I don't know. There, there was just a l- lack of creativity from 
from Clune for me. So yeah, I don't know. Might 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 hurt Benny Hunt in terms of fantasy though, because he he might take on some of the kicking duties. But you know, we'll see how we go. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I think he only plays well to be honest. Yeah, I think um, Hunt did a lot of the a lot of the legwork, and Clune was just kind of there backing him up really. So Hunt's score was quite inflated with a seventy-one, I believe it was. So. I think with Norman back in the squad, uh, that'll take some points from Hunt, but I still think he'll be a good 50 to 60 scorer, Ben Hunt, this year. So um, looking pretty good for him. Uh, Jack Bird as well, uh, with a pretty uncharacteristic low score, this round only getting a 13. So I think he'll he'll bounce back from that, considering he had a lot of demerits and missed tackles. He'll um, tidy those up, and his uh, base stats speak for themselves. He should be getting about a 30 each week in base stats, as long as he doesn't have too many missed tackles and errors. So. Uh, I think he'll be okay. And Matt Dufty looked very good, actually, for them. Made a lot of breaks and created uh, a lot of chances for the Dragons. So uh, he even went off with a HIA. I think you mentioned earlier, Bermo. So, um, yeah, 15, 15 yeah. minutes he spent off field with a HIA and still managed to, to crack the, the half century. So, yeah, pretty pretty yeah, encouraging signs for Dufty owners. Very good, yeah. Um, outside of that, I know the usual suspects in McCulloch and Vaughan performed very well. If you have those, props to you. Um, Fui Mayono is also an interesting option. Uh, I know he's at an awkward price point, but he is getting good minutes at lock, even though I thought he was going to be sub 40 minutes. And I know a lot of people were thinking that as well. Uh, but he looks like a decent cash cow along with Alvaro. Uh, it depends, I guess, who you want to go for there. But um, they're both good uh, buy options. Dan, you'll pick him up this week and then you can tell me in three weeks how he's broken your heart. <laughs> no, I've got... Oh, uh, Mooney. Speaking from experience, Alda. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mate, heartbroken. Yeah, been there, done done that. Not going not gonna to delve into that again. Yeah, Wowee. Wowee. He's done my man dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Fumano? Don't hurt my boy. Never again. Friend of Why the show, though, friend of the show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ex... ex uh, Ex-boyfriend of the show, apparently. Broke, <laughs> broken a lot of hearts. Um, anything else? To, oh, I will get you boys to just stand off on Lola. If you're if you're a Lola owner, what do you reckon? Are you you're selling? What are you doing? Yeah, probably a sell. Yeah, last week's um, points are going to speak for themselves. I think you're going to have yeah. to say it, say it through tears, man. Choke back the tears, brother. Oh, mate, I am. It's so rough, but um, yeah, if you started the year with him, unfortunately, he's a sell. So why is still high? Yeah, boy howdy. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be the case. I think he only loses money with um. Oh, I'm going to go on a rant here, but yeah, look, I just the, I think the current structures, I think it's tailor made for him to to lose money. To be completely honest, money and points. So yeah, obviously that's it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm not bitter about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's move on to Tigers versus Roosters. Um, Adam Dewey comes in the side for the Tigers, which means Mbai drops back to the bench and Russell Packer out of the squad. Um, that's pretty much their changes. Now, for the for the Roosters, Angus Crichton cops a one-match suspension. Uh, Nat Butcher comes into the starting side. Uh, Fletcher Baker onto the bench. Um, and Freddie Lussick comes in as well for Jakey Friend, who's out, obviously had that concussion. Uh, Adam Kieran dislocated his wrist. They reckon he's gone for probably six to eight weeks. Um, and Drew, uh, Drew Hutchison comes in for that kind of utility role on the bench. Uh, boy, some encouraging signs from the West Tigers in that first half, but uh, sort of sort of uh, last week, but then sort of sort of faded a little, little bit. What, what do we think we're going to see this week? I mean, if I get your thoughts. Um, yeah, I reckon we're going to see some big defensive, or we're going to have to see some big defensive efforts from the West Tigers this week. So 
Um, looks good for your your Tigers middles, uh, your James Tamos, your Joe O's, um, Alex Twal, possibly even Jacob Little. Um, the only thing being that they've got Moses M by 14 now, which who potentially takes minutes off, who probably takes minutes off Little, so he's probably not going to play 80. Uh, um, they've got Tommy Talau in there as well. I don't really know where he's going to slot in. Um, but I think, given this lineup, the Twile almost plays 80 here. Um, but I, know I like the look of Joe o last week. He looked solid um, against the Raiders. Uh, we know how good their forward line is. And the Tigers didn't sort of give up a whole lot in that first half. So, um, yeah, and also intrigued to see how Dewey goes. Um, he, you know, pulls out some 40s, maybe even 50s. Oh, probably being optimistic, but he could be a cheeky point of difference option in your wing of fullback, uh, being a handy draw position player as well. Um, Daniel, your boy, Dane Laurie, cemented his uh, fullback spot for this week anyway. Yeah, absolutely (laughs) cheering. I willed it into existence this round. Um, I'd been complaining to you boys all week that he should hold that spot for the last four, (laughs) three or four days since the game. Um, But very happy that he's there. Definitely helps my drafts because it is looking uh, very dour in (laughs) in my uh, Stretch of the woods at the moment. So, well, yeah, uh, yeah, positive energy only, baby. Positive energy only. That's all right. Don't do yourself like that. Um, Stay positive. I'm, I do will. I, I will take a, a point to uh, Moses Embi being on the bench there. I don't think he'll take just minutes from Little. I think he he might take min- minutes from some of the middle forwards there as well, like your Joe's, your Tarmows, maybe even your Alex Twell as well. Um, just playing a similar role to some of the other, you know, bench halves and bench utilities that have been on the bench, similar to like your Benji Marshall. They don't always come on into that hooker role, even though Embi has played hooker before. Uh, he might sit on the field and act as like that extra playmaker. So uh, interesting to see what Madge does this week with him. But um, yeah, it, it's looking like Little's probably going to lose at least 10 minutes probably to uh, Embi being on the bench there. I guess uh, speaking to the Roosters, uh, they just yeah they destroyed Manly last week, so a lot of their players have really big scores. Uh, don't expect them to hit that every week, but um, they're still going to be scoring quite well as long as they're scoring points. Lockie Lamb had a bit of a quiet game, but that's because he went into hooker for a little bit while Jake Friend was off. I don't see him scoring a huge amount of more points, but he should be you know hitting that forty mark. I I hope anyway every week. Uh, even though he only hit a 30 this week, I still think he has points to make if he stays in that 5-8 role. Um, I think Lindsay Collins is a bit of a pod in the, the front row there. He played 60 minutes with um, Warrior Hargreaves on the bench. Um, so he could be looking a bit of a pod if he holds those minutes, which I think he should uh, with Crichton out. I don't see how he loses minutes now. Um, so I think he might be a cheeky pod in the front row. He got threw a lot of work, made a lot of meters and a lot of tackles, made a lot of tackles. So, uh, yeah, it could be a cheeky pod as well uh, that if you're interested in picking him up this week. There's a lot of middle middle actually just across the board that are looking like very good either pods or cheapies, I think. So, uh, yeah, he's another one to look at. Any other things you want to add to that? Um, where do you reckon James Roberts goes this week? Do you reckon he, he's going to have to go up, surely, um, in fantasy points? Oh, yeah, really. The only way he's much worse. <laughs> he, he had a he had a couple of unfortunate, or maybe one unfortunate error. I, th- I think I think might have been one, might have been two. But he um had copped that dodgy offload from Joey Lillard oh, deep in their own end, which, yeah. which did not help him. Anytime, anytime yeah. you're throwing a pressure offload inside your own, like you know, coming out of danger, it's it's always going to be a risky one. Um. So yeah, look, I I I think Jimmy the Jet, he's 
yeah, I don't know. He, I just don't think he ever hit the highs that we all we all kind of thought and hoped. So it'll be interesting to see if he can bounce back. But I, I think based on last week, he probably goes up. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see just just how much. In for a tough old week lining up against either Josh Morris or Joey Manu here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Roosters back line, man. Like no matter where you go, seriously, if you if you if you're picking your team based on matchups and that sort of stuff, almost if you come up against the Roosters, just just bench your outside backs, man. If you if they're coming up against the Roosters, just play a play down, save yourself embarrassment. <laughs> I, mean, I was saying that if you have Dane Laurie on your bench, are you um are you putting him in your scoring reserves or are you starting him or where are you where are you putting him non non scoring reserve? Look, it's either I, I, it's either him or Lachlan Croker this week for me, so um I kind of have to put him <laughs> in the scoring uh scoring interchange. So um yeah, it's it's him, it's him or Moylan for me. So oh, get Moylan in. That's not oh, too bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that, that that'll be that'll be a decision. I'll, I'll make I'll make it crunch time. But I mean, you you we've got it's got Moylan against the the Raiders, is it not? Yeah, it's not yeah. Terrible. So it's that's it's bloody well, it's tough either way. Laurie <laughs> scored forty four against the Raiders. Should be should be okay for Moylan. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting um, to to see how to see how Dane Laurie goes, given that he's you know now you know Siri looks look, looks to have that that. Um, starting fullback spot, all but secures. So it'll be interesting to see if he, you know, kicks away and becomes a legitimate, you know, fantasy weapon. It'll be cool. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully, you got some more cash to make. Absolutely. Yeah, for all our sakes, I hope so. <laughs> all right, boys. Moving on to the last game of the round, we've got Sharks versus the Raiders. Um, Jesse Ramian uh out for three weeks after uh after a high shot on Matty Dufty. Um looks like uh Mawini Harotti comes in as his replacement. Um seems to be the only change uh for the Sharkies and then the Raiders are one to seventeen. Uh thoughts on the game boys, Daniel Faraway? Yeah, look the Sharks played very good last week. Um Chad Townsend was mainly their leader through the middle there and Will Kennedy uh was absolutely uh Amazing for them, really. Um, surprisingly as well, because he's generally quite an average fullback, but I guess he's trying to hold that spot. Uh, when uh, Sean Johnson comes back and Moylan moves to fullback, he's just trying to make sure he gets a spot, which is good. I mean, it's definitely good that he's playing better. Um, yeah, I don't think there's too many talking points here in terms of fantasy. They they look like a good squad. They scored a lot of points. Chad Townsend looks like he's going to be uh, a very cheap half option until Sean Johnson comes back, getting a lot of those kick meters and doing a lot of the work in the middle there. Um, especially a lot of the ball work. Uh, Matt Moylan also looks good as a winger fullback, definitely going to be scoring about that 30 to 35 mark as long as he stays on the pitch. Uh, didn't look... Yes, I did. Hey, was that something positive hey, you said, I said about round Matt Moylan? Two, round two, sorry, did I just hear that right? Um, <laughs> he just needs to stay on his feet and he'll do okay. Uh, uh, that's probably about it. Dugan looked quite good as well, surprisingly. Also didn't pull a hammy, which is nice. Um... Yeah, that's probably about it for the Sharks. God, the backhanding oh, compliments coming from you. <laughs> Will Kennedy played well. Shocking. <laughs> Dugan played well. Shocking. Finally did well. To be fair, Shocking. I don't, I don't think many people were thinking the Sharks were going to be a good team this year, but they actually didn't look too bad against the Dragons. So I think they, they might shock a few people. Speak for yourself. Hey. I have lots of friends in this team. Yeah, they there's all there's quite a few friends of the so, show um, in there, so I wouldn't I wouldn't go saying Yeah, I'm friends yeah, with Matthew saying too much, uh, anyway, He was very friends in the show here. The Raiders. Uh, <laughs> they looked the Raiders looked quite good against the, the Tigers. Uh, <laughs> Bailey Simonson offered a very nice try assist, which uh, was probably his only involvement in the game for a, a twenty five, which if you had him as a cheap cash cow option. Yeah, he did fine for for that round. Hopefully he can do well this round as well. 
Sebastian Chris gets another week with Jared Croker still being held back for a little bit longer just to make sure he gets that shoulder right. Chris looked pretty good in the first couple of minutes and then he disappeared for the next 60 minutes. Um, similar to Gajewski. Um, I don't know what happened there. He was looking really good and looked dangerous every time he got the ball. Then he just didn't get the ball. So, um, Yeah, got, got a try overturned as well. Yeah. Look, looked bloody lethal. Looked good. And then, yeah, just nothing yeah, doing after that. Uh, George Williams did the most of the controlling in the game as well. Jack uh, White didn't do too much and his pan- fantasy points suffered for it as well. Uh, Williams looks an interesting pod, which I mentioned as well. Uh, a few pods back, if you boys don't remember. Um, I, I hope you remember, please, because I'd, I'd like props for that. Um, didn't pick him up, but I'd like props for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. I get, you, get, you get your props. Than, you get your props. I think I think Mooney might have had something to say about it at the time as well, but I'm not here to throw shade. <laughs> Other than that, Tarpany was, um, yeah, very good as well at lock. So I think they're yeah, your big standouts, uh, Mooney. Yeah, look, I think you covered it pretty well. I think your usual suspects are going to be pretty good from this Raiders team. I think you'll see Josh Papali bounce back for those people who um who brought him in to their squad. Um, and same deal, basically what you said for the um for the Sharks as well. I think Matt Moyle on a score around that thirty to thirty to forty mark um might have a little bit more involvement. Chad Townsend looks pretty good. Um, otherwise, I'm not touching a whole lot of these Sharks blokes anyway. But um. Yeah, I think it'll be a good matchup. I think um it could be closer than what we think it is. Unfortunately, the way the Raiders attacked last week, I think they had a few errors, um, a few more errors than I would have liked to have seen. But uh, if the Raiders keep their ball um in ball handling skills up, then I think that they will hopefully run over them. So we'll wait and see how it goes. No, well done, boys. Fair enough. Um. Just quickly, uh, Sione Katoa, um, 43 fantasy points. He had a few pretty good games to end the year last year. So I just want to get your thoughts on him as well as just like a just just bit out there. Just want to, want to know what your thoughts are because we see some wingers go big fairly consistently in like guys like Brian To'o, David Nofaluma, um, that, that sort of thing. Do we Is, is he worth a, a thought at all? He's good, but he's way too pricey, I think, for a winger fullback. He's at the same price as Latrell right now. Um, I think I know what choice I would make. <laughs> Which is? Um, yeah, yeah no, I'm Mitchell's the obvious <laughs> choice there. He had seven tackle busts in that game against the Dragons, which is pretty big. He only made three tackles, so his base stats aren't really there, especially for a winger. You don't really have too many base stats, so um, I think his 43 is a bit of a one-off. He generally scores quite high, gets a few tries every now and then. I was going to say, 43 without a try, I don't know, just 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 interesting to me. 43 is good, but basically in classic, when you want your winger fullbacks, you don't really want wingers because wingers are too inconsistent. Um, you know, your Julies who play centre, like your Nick Kotricks and your Dan Gagas might be a better shout, um, but usually your fullbacks who are actually involved and have a much higher ceiling um, and more consistent um, as sort of what you look at. So Siena Katoa for me is a no, but um, if you want to big point of difference and a big risk, then maybe he's someone that you could yeah, look at, that. but it's a big shout. probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I was just curious. Just saw it. Yeah. Thought it was interesting. 43 with, uh, with no try was just, yeah, just thought it was really interesting. That's um, that's kind of in that, again, if it's got to be consistent, but it's in that, you know what I mean? Like Nofaluma yep. sort of thing and, and Brian Toto, as I mentioned earlier, those sorts of guys who can get your 40s and 50s pretty much every week and not necessarily need to score. But yeah, obviously I'm not putting him in that category. I just thought, Worth a chat. Okay. interesting point of difference. 
That's fine. We're not picking your team for you. That's okay. Yeah. I, I... No. Wow. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, if you, if you want to, feel free. A lot of head noise. My team's aptly named. A lot of head noise. Boy, howdy. Um, boy, it's going to be a good good round of footy, I reckon. Could be a few close games. Could be a few blowouts. But I think uh, I think I think any round of footy is, is is a good round of footy. To be completely honest, yeah. That but, yeah. Thursday Thursday night game going to be very good to watch. Even Friday night for the Titans Brisbane will be um, very good. Yeah, I think Knights Warriors very very exciting as well. Uh, game of the round, boys. What do you reckon? Anybody got a game of the uh, round? Penrith to put forty on the dogs. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You reckon? No, nah, I reckon Titans Broncos. Yeah, probably mostly, for me is going to be the game of the round. If the Titans can bounce back in attack, um, yeah. I'm excited for Parramatta versus Melbourne. I think I think Parra way over the odds at 275. I'm not saying they win, but I think I think it could be within one or two tries. I'm, not, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm very scared. <laughs> As most teams should be after watching that that game. The Storm played that first ten minutes was insane. Like the pace of that game. Oh, boys. Yeah. All right, boys. Got a few a uh, few fan questions uh, to ask of you. I'll get through. Uh, I'll get through just a couple of the specific questions, and I'll ask you a couple of general ones in a second. Um, uh, first off, I'll just get quick, quick answers from each of you. Mooney, I'll come to you first. Uh, is Lodge to Armour a good trade? I mean, I mean, Lodge Lodge isn't no. playing, so. No. <laughs> so okay, yes, for the fact that Armour is playing and Lodge is not. But I think that um, yeah, there's probably better options out there that I'd be going with my with your money there. I don't rate. I don't think Armour will score as well as what he did. And you'll tell him why he's wrong. Go on, give us your Armour chat. Armour is a, a terrible trade, but for the same reasons, he he will score your points, and Matt Lodge won't for the next few weeks. So, uh, if you need a middle forward, look for players like your your Alvaro, your Fumiano, um, anyone around that same price. You don't reckon? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think. No, I feel my owner. No, he's trapped. He'll break your heart. Does it every year. To Moon, Mooney's been, Moon's no, been hurt before. He's been hurt before. He's not, he's, not, he's not ready to open himself up again. Um, oh, he was a juicy center, um, center second row forward option. He's playing lock, and he just okay. gets Sorry. Like uh, Alvaro, then, at a similar price? Killer. Don't do it. He's taking your answer, Mooney. Sorry, he's I'm, I'm, your just, I'm running my answers past Mooney before I say them, just in case I'm Better wrong. Option. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was what about the best What about Joe O? Is that okay with you? Spencer Lenny? Joe O's are very okay with me. That was my shout yeah, like early. Okay, right, Sorry, boys. Spencer Sorry. Lino, yep. Not enough of you, am I right, Tom? <laughs> Not touching it. I've got to get involved in the politics. I'm so <laughs> right, I'll move um, on. We'll move on. Um, boys, uh, is Freddie Lussick a buy? Interesting. Um, oh, that was convincing. No. no. But, no, because I had the same thought, but yeah. Sam Barrels is going to come back into this team. So, um, either. They're both so juicy at almost base price. And, well, there was talks of Jake Friend potentially retiring. So, um, if he doesn't play, oh, those two are, I don't know what sort of minutes those two are going to play and whether they can keep with, like, Drew Hutchison or someone on the bench. So, it's a wait and see. You can still pick them up when they're priced like three hundred and fifty k, and it's you've done all right. So yeah, it's a wait I, and I mean, see, but not right really, now for me. If you really want to get him in, and you think he's really going to be good, get rid of Lachlan Croker for him. I think that's the only uh, safe trade to make to get Lusick in. Um, otherwise, don't get him in. 
just there's too many variables. Uh, you know, friend could come back, barrels comes in. There's yeah, too much going on. I wouldn't look at him. Yeah, there's too much. Even Bradley yeah, that was the one I was thinking. Like how, how they try and fit Radley in, depending on how well you know Liu holds his form, and then there's a lot of a lot of guys vying for that lock spot. But you got to get Radley in, so then yeah, yeah, yeah lot, lot lot of lot of balls in the air. So yeah, it's tough to say. Yep. Um, all right, boys. Now it's a broad one. Uh, pick pick anyone you like, buy, sell, or hold. Mooney, uh, I'll get your thoughts. Give me give me one for each. Someone you're buying, someone you're selling, someone you're holding. What do you reckon? Um, well, all Daniel's options that he mentioned before, and Alvaro, Lino, and Joe were all very good buys. But if you don't already have him, I think Tino's um, going to be a must-have. Um, so he's my buy. My hold is Lockie Lamb. Um, Lots to see from him and you sell if you started off with him, Lolo, while he hasn't lost too much cash. I'd Did you say that through right tears? Because he's been your boy for a long, long time. You okay? I did, okay? and it sucks to say. No, I'm not, but it's, it's all right. Well, you got right. mates. We'll, Daniel, we'll uh, give, give a shit. Yeah, so uh, that was very quick, Moon. I was hoping you'd go a bit slower with that. Um, I'd, I I think... Speed, speed <laughs> is what Moon is known for, if anyone's wondering. I think, uh, a good... All areas of his life. Like you said, all the, all the forwards we were talking about just a second ago. And I think a buy, just based on how well he came off the back of the being dominated by the storm, uh, Latrell Mitchell looks absolutely electric at the back, looks in very good form and doing a lot of uh, work for the Bunnies, always got his hands on the ball, which is very good. So I think he's probably a buy this week, especially still very cheap and probably going to be um, shooting up to that 600 mark very quick. Uh, a hold, I would say Jordan Ricky. Don't get rid of him just yet. He, yes, he had a low score, but he'll bounce back pretty quickly. He had very good base stats and is playing 80 on an edge. So don't rush him out. Keep him there. A sell, very interesting one. I know um, I'm going to be selling and I think is a pretty safe sell. Uh, Nathan Brown, I think his uh, price, at his price, he should be scoring closer to 60s and he only got 50, oh, less than 50 in about 50 minutes. So, uh, he's probably a sell for me. Uh, but, yeah, Moon obviously covered Lolo, who's the other obvious sell. That's it. No, fair enough. I like, I like your thoughts, boys. A few, few different answers there, which is which is really exciting. Yeah, I, th- I think Lolo, I think he's both spot on there. I think he's, especially with, with Toddy Payton not necessarily knowing exactly what he wants from him or knowing what he wants from him, and it's not necessarily the best thing for fantasy owners. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think you're all spot on. Jordan Ricky's an interesting one for me. Um, as well, because I've got him in my side, Daniel, so I'm with you there. Hopefully he picks up. Yeah, I could have said Cook. Um, There's a ton of other holds, obviously, like your Damien Cooks um, as well. So, um, yeah. Ricky's in 40% of teams. So me personally, I'm hoping that a bunch of people trade him out and then regret it later when he actually starts you know, clicking yeah. with this squad and not missing tackles. So Yeah, fair enough. My my, my holds, Avarillo, that's more of a prey <laughs> than anything else. Love that. <laughs> Hold, hold, and pray, gentlemen. Um, um, and my my cell, just because I am. I, by the way, I'm answering this question as well. I'm throwing my two cents in. Uh, my cell, it's it's controversial, but I'm just I'm just so scared by what I saw. Is is Corey Allen? I just I just I'm freaking out about about his his six, and I just he was losing a lot of time out the back. Didn't seem to pop up much in in attacking raids. So yeah, no, he he. Um, yeah, he scares me. But yeah, you boys all touched on the buys there. But yeah, that's those those are my two. You beauty. 
Yeah, nice. Good. Thank you. Good option. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Don't get much say here, Mr. Mr. Top 700. Oh, that's, a, that's another one. Uh, how are you boys uh, ranked <laughs> after round one? Oh, dog, I thought we were going. I thought <laughs> Look, I, I know. Through. It's always rough. <laughs> round one, you always start off pretty bad and you claw your way back through mid-season. Everyone burns their trades. So I think being out of the top 20,000 isn't terrible, to be honest, um, although you should probably be in it. What about what about being out of the top 30,000? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, getting a bit worrying there. Nah, I think Tom. Look, I know where you scored, and I think that it's okay because you scored roughly the same as me. You and didn't I didn't have a captain. Um, look, <laughs> based no, but if you look at look at the scores between you and around twenty five thousand, yeah. it's about twenty points that... difference. So if you if you have your one of your point of difference, I think you have Jaden Sewer or someone in your team. Let's say he scores a hundred this week, you're going to go up maybe ten thousand spots or something ridiculous like that if you have a standout week. So round one means not a whole lot. It's how you go through these middle rounds is where you will make all your spots, or the next few rounds anyway. We're going to be, you know, you've got you've got me keen. You've pumped up my tires here. I feel good now. I feel good then. Yeah, I wouldn't be too concerned around these first few rounds. There, you know, wait and see how your team goes. Obviously, if yeah, it's scored around like five or six hundred, then (laughs) same concerns. But you know, if you scored, (laughs) no, he scored seven fifty. Thank you very much. He actually did all right. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, that's true. But um, I think if you scored anywhere above eight hundred, yeah, um, if you got eight hundred right plus, track. your your team's looking pretty good. You probably don't need to make too many trades. If a couple, like your your Corey Allen's, that you probably want to get out. Um, but yeah, if you're above eight hundred, you're you're looking sweet. Uh yeah, but you didn't answer my question. Where where were you? Where were you at? Me, I'm in the top, I'm in the top 100. So I got, I got 900 and I'm at around 11,500. So uh, I'm not worried. Did, did, you, did you, I don't remember asking. I don't remember I'm asking where he was. No, I, did you, did you ask him I happen to be coming first. It doesn't happen often. No, so I need to bring it up now. Um, I'm coming first currently. Won't happen 20 rounds from now, but I'm bringing it up now. Right, fair enough. Get your licks in early. Right, fair enough. No, fair enough. Don't no, well done, boys. Lovely, lovely energy. Lovely, lovely work from all of you. Um, look forward to, to another exciting round of footy, and we'll uh, we'll be back at it uh, with our round two review on Sunday evening. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, mate. It's been a kind, teamless Tuesday. Yeah, well Thanks, done, gents. Cheers, boys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Look out for our round two review coming Monday.